Hello, it's me. It's Jacqueline. Um, what if I just stopped naming myself altogether and I just let you all just name me? It's decide who I am. Decide who's telling you this podcast story thing. Could there have been an any worse way to enter into this podcast? Probably not. Let's start. Um, today, this is a podcast. I suck at this, you guys. I truly, I'm not in the right mental space for this. Okay. Breathe it down. This is Jacqueline. This is the Awakened Tarot Podcast. I am very sleepy. Let's get into it. Um, Thank you to everyone who has reviewed the podcast this week. It makes me unbelievably happy. I love reading the reviews. I love, I just love it. Um, It makes me so giddy each time, like I do a little dance. Especially when you leave a little message to go along with it. It like, it truly just brightens my whole day. As we all know, things are, things have not gotten better um, in the war in Ukraine. That sucks a whole lot. A lot of, I mean, I could probably read you aloud a book for days just all of the war crimes and the atrocities happening there. Of course, we have a whole bunch happening in regards to different harmful legislative laws work being either have been passed or they're working on being passed in regards to people's right to choose if they do or do not have children, um, bodily autonomy, all of this culminating in the eventual um probable attempt to overturn Roe versus Wade by the Supreme Court. Hopefully that's not a thing, but you know, that that's the reason like I'm bringing this up. It's not just for me to be like, hey, you know what, Tennessee, you fucking suck. Uh, that's not the point. The point is, hey, like the eventual thing here is that this is going to come up in the Supreme Court and they are going to vote on whether or not to overturn Roe versus Wade, which as we all know is in place right now to protect a person's right to choose whether or not to carry a pregnancy through or not. Um, So yeah, just keep your eye on that. I know these parts of the pod, I know this part of the podcast isn't fun, but it has to be done. It has to be said. Moving forward, we have, um, of course, a whole bunch of content being put out on Patreon. In fact, on the next Tuesday. So you guys, this will be your tomorrow, my two days from now, because I record, I'm recording again on a Sunday. But that Tuesday, that night at 8 p.m. Central Time is the monthly AMA Zoom meeting. I'm telling you all, for those who listen to the podcast but haven't checked your email as well, um, that it'll be at 8 p.m. I've already sent you the um, link to the Zoom invite if you are in the tiers that include the AMA. And I'm really excited to chat with everyone. So just kind of throwing it out there. Patreon still has a whole bunch of stuff happening on it. And also um, any other social media news that I have is that um, once again, I'm saying to you that I have a TikTok where I provide extra video in conversation on tarot. So if you're looking for more tarot centric conversations, it's not just my Instagram, which includes tarot pictures of my kid and other shenanigans. Um, TikTok can be a really great place to find extra content in regards to different kinds of tarot conversations. The username is at Awakened Tarot Pod. Yeah, that's it. You can find me there. Um, there's not a whole lot of stuff on there right now, but there will be more. I'm trying to keep up with those things. So all of that being said, as many of you know, because you follow me on Instagram this week, we are talking about why specifically the Anubis and the Wheel of Fortune is holding that thing up with their butt. Um, it's no, it's the Wheel of Fortune. I mean, it is the Wheel of Fortune that we're going to be talking about. Um, and I have to tell you guys, I have researched 
Like, I know a lot about the symbolism in regards to specifically the Smith Rider weight, regardless, because I'm fucking obsessed with Pamela Coleman Smith. I've done a ton of research, just tons, more than I more than I already knew about this deck. I have no idea. I have no idea why this Nubis is so seductively caressing the Wheel of Fortune with their ass. I don't I don't know. Um, maybe one of you can know and you can DM me or you can email me and you can tell me um, what I do know. And what I'll get into as I dig into the kind of the symbolism in the card is that the Anubis is a stand-in from Hermes because this card is specifically supposed to be um, more Egyptian-centric. That's kind of the theme of this card, which I love because I have a huge affinity for ancient Egypt um, and learning as much as I can about their practices and their culture and all of that. So yeah, I, I really love this card specifically. And I think I have kind of a controversial, I wouldn't say it's controversial. People say that. And what they mean is that their opinion differs. And that's what I mean. I don't mean it's actually a problematic view. But I do think that my view of the Wheel of Fortune is potentially different than how a lot of other people read it. So that being said, I'm going to teach it the way that I use it, the way I read it, the way it comes up for me. But there are a lot of other really wonderful readers that you can go follow um, or even Google like Biddy Tarot. Or, of course, I'm sure Lindsay Mack has episodes on the Wheel of Fortune and the way that she teaches it. You know, there are just other people that if you don't flow with how I read the Wheel of Fortune, you can, of course, go check out their work as well. But let's jump in first to the symbolism, okay? So what you're looking at, if you're looking at the Smith Rider weight deck, is a wheel in the middle. And the wheel has a lot of esoteric symbolism in it. Um, I'm going to go, uh, before I explain what's inside the wheel, I'll explain the card as a whole. On top of the wheel is a sphinx. They're carrying a sword. Um, of course, you've got the Anubis, as I've already talked about, caressing the wheel with his booty. And you've got a snake, which is slithering down the left side of the wheel. In the four corners, you're again, um, I think, kind of looking at the fixed signs, you could say, of the Zodiac, but also you're looking at what is called like the four creatures of Ezekiel, which is very rapture, end of days type shit. Um, each of them are holding a book, which is like the, it's supposed to be like the Torah, representing wisdom and insight and knowledge and all of that. On the wheel um, in the center, there are a bunch of different symbols. And what those symbols are, are the Hebrew letters. And forgive me, I'm going to try really hard to pronounce these correctly. Um, it's Yod, He, Va, He. And they spell Yahweh. Um, Yahweh is the, Yahweh is a name for God. It's the Tetragrammaton. Um, it's like unpronounceable four-letter word. Um, but anyway, it's a sacred name of God in Hebrew, in Torah. And um, in my research I was doing, I read that when you read the clock, like the letters clockwise, or excuse me, when you read them counterclockwise, it reads Torah, um, which is again, another reference to the Hebrew scripture. But when you read them clockwise, they read tarot, which is obviously a very meta reference back to the fact that you're literally fucking reading the tarot right now, um, which I think is really cool. I want to point out that the snake that is slithering down the left side of the wheel is Typhon, which is the Egyptian god of evil. The Sphinx is all like, as you know, specifically, you probably know the Sphinx, either the Great Sphinx in Egypt or, you know, the Sphinx from, you know, um, I believe um, Odysseus, which nope, Oedipus, excuse me, where he gets that. Maybe I don't. Now I'm confused. Anyway, there's a Sphinx in Greek literature. It's either in Odysseus, the Odyssey, 
um, because Odysseus is not the name of it. In either Oedipus, the play, or the Odyssey, the epic poem, you've got the Sphinx, and they're giving you a great riddle to solve. The Sphinx is essentially kind of this reminder of even if you don't know why something's happening, there's a reason that something is happening. It's kind of a constant and a current. And they're holding a sword. And I'll get into kind of why I believe that that is. So there are also like clouds all around the card. And you're looking at the wheel of fortune. A lot of times, specifically when people read this card, what they're going to tell you it means is upright good luck, uh, reverse bad luck. Um Fate. I do. I will say that I do believe that the concept of fate plays a really big role in this card, because for me, this card doesn't have an upright or reversal. This is a fucking wheel. Wheels don't have uprights. They don't have reversals. They don't have side to sides. They they're just a wheel. Sometimes your time comes up and sometimes your time goes away. I don't believe in the concept of necessarily luck either. I think I've talked about this in a previous episode. I believe that Sometimes things happen and you just, they come as they come. Like the analogy I had of the flower that grew for whatever reason, where that flower grew, like a dandelion, right? A dandelion with all of these beautiful seeds on it. And it grew where it grew, probably because a seed from another dandelion flew over there or a bee dropped something or furry squirrel. And my baby came up. And my baby saw that dandelion and my baby picked that dandelion. And it wasn't because my baby was cruel. It wasn't bad luck necessarily for that flower or that dandelion. It just my baby saw a dandelion and my baby said, I wonder what that is. So they picked it up. And sometimes things just pick us. Sometimes it's and, you know, the concept of luck is like if, if something happens to you and it's bad, it's bad luck. And if something happens to you, that's good. It's good luck. But really, it's all just happenings that we prescribe a bad or good symbol on. My feeling is that in the Wheel of Fortune, it's a reminder that things just happen. They happen and they happen sometimes just the way that they do. I know that that's not super comforting because you want it to be like you want to see this card in the upright and you want to say to yourself, well, huzzah, good things are coming. I'm going to pull four draw fours in a row in Uno. And I'm going to kick everyone's motherfucking ass. But that's just not, that's just not how it goes. That's not exactly the meaning of the card. The card is an eternal spinning wheel where things are constantly going to be happening. One bad thing is, you know, one constant state, a constant state of reality is that good things are going to continue to happen to you and bad things are going to continue to happen to you and mediocre things are going to continue to happen to you all of the time, every day. Um, it doesn't it just doesn't fucking matter. Like these are all constants. That's I believe why the fixed signs of the zodiac are there. These are fucking constants. Like things are going to continue to happen to you. Your your life is not going to be a constant smooth sailing and your life is not going to be constant turbulence and it's just it just things just happen. And it's it's card 10 in the major arcana. Tens are again like a full circle. A complete um, a completion of something. The 10 in the major arcana here, the Wheel of Fortune hitting us right in the center of the death line is a reminder that we all have a time. Each of us has a each of us has a time and a place and a meaning. Just because things happen around us doesn't mean that we ourselves don't have a purpose it doesn't mean that we are meaningless or nothing or so small just because that we in the grand scheme of things are 
small and insignificant doesn't mean that we ourselves don't serve a purpose. Doesn't mean that what we wanted and what we pursue and how we view the world and what we love and who we love and our favorite foods and all of those things don't matter. They matter greatly. And you touch the world every single day, every single one of us, even in small ways. Those are both small, but also huge. It's just a reminder that the wheel is a reminder to us that things are going to happen. It's a constant state of reality. And it's almost like how we choose to move forward is what really matters. A wheel can move forward and a wheel can roll back. But just keep pushing the wheel forward. We can't go back in time to things, but it doesn't make things that happened in the past any less real. Does that make sense? I'm asking that, and I realize I say that a lot to to you all who aren't actually here, and it's rhetorical, but I genuinely mean it like, does it make sense to you that just because something happened 10 years ago, just because maybe the person that it happened with isn't in your life anymore, does it, or because they fucked up later on, does it make that thing any less real or good or or awesome? And in the reverse, does it make it any less awful and terrible and horrible? I'm a person that likes to live in an and, and I think the Wheel of Fortune allows and gives us the perspective to consider the and. What I mean by that is, and I'm going to use kind of a personal example here, is that my mother, my birth mother, the woman who birthed me, literally, I wasn't adopted. I don't mean that when I say that, but she's estranged. She is not in my life. She's not a good person and was not a good person. She was awful to me, abusive physically, verbally, and emotionally. But does that mean that I don't have any good memories of our time together? No, I have I have several memories that I hold in my heart because they were the times that my mom felt like a mom. They're those little times where I'm like, okay, that was my mom. Like time, like the time that she constructed an entire gingerbread day for us out of nowhere when we were little, where she made pans of gingerbread and she hid them in the house and we had to follow all of these clues and it was her idea and she did it. And it was so out of character. And we were a little bit like, why? Because again, like my mom was not a good person. But it was like, it was like a moment you hold on to. It doesn't negate any of the bad she did, but the bad also doesn't negate that good. Does that make sense? It's an and. The Wheel of Fortune is an and. It's a, hey, maybe something happened and it ended and you didn't necessarily like the way that it ended, but alas, things move on because greater things are coming. But also so are maybe some hard things. Or it's a, hey, this really awesome thing happened Really, really cherish this moment because time is going to move on. So make sure that you really look in. One thing that you are guaranteed with the Wheel of Fortune is that it does move on. Things move on. You are guaranteed things to keep going. So if you're in a really bad place and you pull the Wheel of Fortune and you pull it in reverse and you're like, well, hell yeah, fuck you, Tarot. It It was really bad fucking luck that this happened. Don't look at it that way. Look at it as, hey, this thing happened. And now we're going to keep moving. Look at your perspective. Hermes and Anubis are, Hermes specifically is a messenger god and Anubis is sitting here. You know, they're, they're the god of wisdom and messages and, and knowledge. And they're sitting here and they're holding the wheel and they're floating past it to remind you that there's a reason for 
everything. And if not, you can make a reason for it. That's not to say that when bad things happen, it's because God wanted it to be that way. I don't believe that for a second. I think bad things happen, but you can make a reason out of it. I think that you can learn something from any occurrence in your life. The wheel is even and round, and it's a reminder that things aren't fair, but things are going to happen because the world doesn't necessarily care about fair. It just cares about moving forward. It's a really, really esoteric card, and you can really, really dive into the meaning of it. But when I pull this card in a reading, like, let's just say that Let's say that you pull this card in a reading about your job. You're, you feel stuck. You feel like it's not going anywhere or you have this project going on that you've been working on really hard and you feel like it's not going anywhere and you pull the wheel of fortune. Keep going. Hey, like you feel stuck. You keep going. You don't have any other choice. Like your choice is either to completely give up what you're doing, to quit to be like, fuck it, or it's too okay. You secure yourself in, you buckle up your seatbelt, and you, and, you, and you commit, and you keep going, and you recognize that you're going to have lulls. Um, like this week, for me, um, I didn't even understand that I was correlating these two things until just now, but like typically we get like more than half the amount of listeners than we got on last week's episode. And I took a second earlier this week, and I didn't actually pull the wheel. I didn't get a chance to read much tarot for myself this week. But I, I sat there and I was kind of like, well, why? That, was it a bad episode? Or maybe, maybe like, maybe the podcast is like not doing so well. Like, what can I do? And then now I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, and I'm like, things just happen. People are fucking busy. Like, there's lulls and there's dips. Does that mean that I'm going to throw everything away and just like stop? No, it just means you just keep putting stuff out, doing what you love and knowing that things are going to shift and turn and 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 keep going forward. There is a um, one of my favorite decks to use. It's rather new. It's by Nicholas Bruno. It's called the Somnia Tarot. I've probably talked about this before, um, but their Wheel of Fortune in their deck is represented by a grandfather clock on fire. And that resonates with me so deeply a grandfather clock on fire the wheel of fortune is in my head if i look at it at its most esoteric level is i believe that our i believe that our souls that energy that can't be created or destroyed live in the center of a wheel they're the axis of a wheel and every life we've ever had in past present or future is all a spoke on this wheel and this wheel is constantly spinning and moving forward. And I believe that it's all happening time at the same time. And that the concept that we have of time is all a, it's all a construct that we use to make things make sense because we don't have this grand perspective on the world as a whole. Like if we could, if we could throw ourselves so far up into the sky and through dimensions that we could look down, we would see just layers upon layers upon layers of our lives we're living all at the same time. And we just call it past, present, or future, but really it's just now and just is. And the wheel is a reminder that we live in the axis of a thousand different versions of ourselves. And we're all learning from each other and we're all growing and we're all moving. So set fucking time 
on fire. Set literal time on fire and just fucking live because that's all we can do. We can just live. And I don't think it I don't think that that concept happens on accident in almost the dead center of of the death line because in the wheel we come there from hermit in the hermit we close ourselves in like a cocoon or a chrysalis and then in the wheel of fortune we melt completely down like because that's that's what butterfly that's what caterpillars do they enter that's how they become butterflies they enter into this chrysalis and they melt and they don't know what's going to happen and they don't know why they're doing it and they don't understand all they know is they have to because that is what their bodies are doing they melt down and then they begin to reform again into something greater and then they leave the wheel they exit the wheel and you come out in justice you come out holding scales and a sword you you find that balance you find that what have i done versus what could i have done and you balance that out i talked about that in a couple of weeks ago on the podcast in regards to weighing your heart against a feather it's kind of this ability to judge what you were as a caterpillar where you are now and what you've learned in the process of completely melting yourself down and reforming yourself so i guess what i'm saying is if you wanted to talk about this as a whole this is a the the wheel of fortune prepares us for temperance prepares our body for death it prepares it's an anointment it's a preparation it's a Things are going to keep going. It's a reminder and a sweet, sweet reminder at that, that we don't end when we die. Because if that was true, we wouldn't, we would go right back into fool after death. We wouldn't go into temperance. We wouldn't live through the rebirth line. The wheel of fortune anoints us and prepares us for the after. Because as a caterpillar, you don't, you, you, you are born a caterpillar. You melt down, you come back as a butterfly. You come out as a butterfly, renewed and 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 prepared, and then you die. You still have that time before you come back as a caterpillar. I don't know if any of this is making sense. This card is a very, very I think it's one of the most, not one of the most. I I would hesitate I would not hesitate to say that this is probably the hardest to grasp esoteric layered card of the major arcana, but also just the tarot altogether, because it is so, it it makes us contemplate life and it makes us contemplate death and it makes us contemplate all of these things. It's like, it gives our mind a chance to go into the rebirth line before we actually get there. It's a really beautiful card. When you pull it, allow yourself to sit with it and and, and kind of like really ground yourself into the concept that Things moved before you, things were move, will move on after you. And isn't it beautiful that you matter so much, even if you feel so little? Anyway, I know this was probably a more confusing episode. So if you still feel confused, please feel free to reach out to me. I will answer any questions or even engage in very long, heartfelt debates about the Wheel of Fortune in general. So, yeah. Um, But as we all know, it is now the time for me to try to put a large sphere in between my butt and see if I can float. That was such a bad visual. I'm so sorry that I gave you that. It's the collective reading. Just, yeah, it's the collective reading. This week, we are going into the Six of Wands. The Six of Wands, sixes are, again, that heart-based number, that, that inner child number, that 
those those little things that you really just truly feel you have to feel right um in the six of wands there it's person on a horse horses to me always equal like kind of like moving through something or transition it's it's an invitation to hold our hold our heads up high there's always this debate in the background of this card i just want to point out whether the people are cheering on the person on the horse or whether or not they're goading them or like angry that they're on the like they're on the horse and these other people aren't. And I just want to say that the essence of this card, the people in the background, they don't matter. The essence of this card is hold your head high regardless. Hold your head high when people praise you. Hold your head high when people berate you or people have something to say. Because if you're doing what you love and you're doing it with the utmost kindness in your heart and, and you're doing it because you genuinely have passion and drive for something... Let let that passion and drive take you because it shouldn't matter what people are saying or doing in the background. Like if you found a purpose and you found your calling, then then hold your head high and and move with it and let it take you somewhere. I think that's the heart of this coming week. So all of that being said, if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoy the podcast, please consider rating or subscribing or reviewing. Um, I believe you can do that on Spotify or Apple or um, other platforms that I am not familiar with at all. And I apologize. Uh, and I will see you all next week. I would like to go drink a large coffee now. Ta-ta.